Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm I'm laughing right now because I kind of wish that there was a video camera and you could see me or maybe I don't wish you could see me right now because I'm literally squatting in my closet because there's so much construction going on around my house right now that the only quiet place I can get is my closet. So I'm literally, I've got my shoes on the right, my belts in front of me and my pants to the left, but I will do anything for good sound quality and I just love recording these episodes for you so, so much. This is just such a joy for me. So I will do it anywhere, even in my closet. And that kind of brings me to today's topic, which is about freedom. You know, even though I'm stuck here in my closet, I feel totally free. And I want to share personally that freedom is my top core value. And if you don't know your top core values, by the way, you should be able to list off the top five values that are the compass for your life. And if you can't, write them down, get clear about those. If you have expectation hangover, the book, I walk you through a process on how to do that because you you really want to be clear about your values. Otherwise, your expectations will end up leading you. Your judgments will end up leading you instead of your core values. So freedom is my number one one because when I don't feel free, it's hard to feel my other values like love and creativity and connection and service because freedom is not to me about getting to do whatever I want. That's not what freedom is. Freedom is about being fully, fully and authentically self-expressed. When I feel free to be the most authentic version of me, everything else in life just lines up. So again, it's not about just being able to do whatever we want. It's about that freedom to be self-expressed. And I notice with so many people that I come across with either in coaching or retreats or just in life, if they don't feel free, they never feel very fulfilled. And even more than that, when someone doesn't feel free to be themselves, they often engage in a lot of rebellious and self-sabotaging behavior. Like in the case of today's caller, Jessica, who doesn't know why she isn't doing the things she knows she quote unquote should be doing. You know, she's feeling a lot of saboteur, rebellious behavior coming on. And this is a a juicy episode. I coach her a lot. We get to a lot. So I'm not going to talk too much in the beginning here. I'm going to come back at the end and break some more of this down for you. But before we dive in, here are some questions to consider before listening to this call. Are you engaging in any sabotaging or rebellious behavior? When you start getting what you want, do you start to freak out a little bit? Do you feel free or do you feel suppressed or constricted in some way? Do you feel like you've taken risks in life or do you continue to play it safe? And do you know what you consciously, quote unquote, should be doing, but are still not doing it or even taking contrary actions? So keep those questions in mind as we listen to my session today with Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Welcome to the show. What's your question? 
Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me. Um, my question is kind of related to self-sabotage and kind of why do I do the things that I do um, to myself that limit me as far as uh, the goals that I work towards. So, you know, it's kind of, for me, it's like a head versus heart. Like I know in my head what I should be doing or, you know, what the right choice is, but I often fall flat and I I do the opposite. And I I feel like it's some sort of self-sabotage and I don't know if there's a deeper um, a deeper root to that, maybe lack of self-love or something like that. And uh, I'm just trying to kind of figure out why I make the quote-unquote wrong decisions uh, when my head knows what the right decision is. Mm. Well, there's no right or wrong, like you said, quote-unquote wrong. Yeah. Um, so the first thing is to, to stop judging yourself because that right there perpetuates the problem. Okay. You're not alone in the self-sabotaging behavior there's a book called The Big Leap in which the author talks about upper limit problem of how when we start to actually get the things we want, we sometimes sabotage them because on a deeper level, we're scared. And a lot of times we're scared because we have misunderstandings about not being enough, about mm-hmm. not being worthy, about not being deserving. So the sabotaging behavior correlates to a belief system you have about yourself in terms of what you think you're worth. So I know your conscious mind knows logically you're worthy of having what you want, but there's an outdated program in there. It's sort of like if you don't update your iPhone after a while, it stops working so well. Like it'll Mm -hmm. still work, but not at an optimal level. So you're due for an upgrade in your belief system so that you can stop sabotaging yourself. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah. So give me an example. Let's let's kind of talk specific and then I'll go a little bit more general. But give me an example of a way that you sabotage yourself. Well, for me, the most obvious is related to my health. So I, I have a background in health and fitness. I have a degree in kinesiology. Um, and I'm not overweight or anything, but I would be healthier, about 10 pounds lighter. But I find myself literally a war going on in my brain saying, you know, okay, you have these healthy foods at home, go home and make a nice dinner. And then another part of me saying, well, you're really tired, so just grab fast food. And it's like, you know, a constant battle when I I know based on my education and everything what the right choice is for my um, health goal of losing 10 pounds or being healthier but I'm constantly giving myself excuses and say, well, you're too tired or, you know, you don't really want to make anything or, you know, whatever it is. So that's, for me, that's the most obvious example. Were you raised in a strict household? Yes. Yeah. Not okay. necessarily with, well, I don't even want to say not necessarily with food. Um, I, I was raised and, and I don't, I don't see that as a negative thing as far as where I am today. I mean, I love my family and they're, you know, everything to me, but we did have very strict rules okay. growing up. Okay. Well, here you go. So this is just your inner rebel, inner rebeller coming out. Okay. That's all. So I, I get that you really appreciate your household and love your family. And the direction I'm going is, I just intuitively got that. So the direction I'm going is not making them wrong. It's just helping you understand why you're doing what you're doing so that you can change it. Because oftentimes with understanding and awareness, it's easier to integrate the changes because we get it. We understand it. So 
with being raised in such a strict household, there's a part of you that felt repressed. And there's a part of you that just wants to be free and rebel and do what you want to do, right? And not be so good Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's how that part of you is acting out. Mm -hmm. That's so unexpected, but perfectly said. So what needs to happen is we've got to find a way for this, we'll call it a rebel, to be satiated in ways that are more in alignment with what you want. And also, I really want you to thank that rebellious part of you because it's probably also tied into maybe parts of you that didn't get to be self-expressed because it kind of was maybe maybe more of a strict household. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, Do you feel like you've really gone after what you've wanted and taken risks in your life? And start crying. No. Okay. What's something that you really want that you haven't gone after or a risk that you've thought about taking that you haven't? Um, I'm actually currently deciding if I could, if I should change careers for the second time um, in my life because I, I'm not headed to where I want to be. I started college pre-med. I grew up wanting to uh, be a doctor and I just I just switched and did something easier. And when that got boring, I switched and I did something more interesting, but still boring. Um, And I really, yeah, I have not, I have not looked deep within myself and figured out what do I want to do? It's more what is going to support me or, you know, my lifestyle at that time. Um, I just, I mm-hmm. think career-wise, when you mentioned that, the first thing that popped in my head was my career. Yeah. Um, and I'm still looking. I'm 34 years old, single mom, and I'm still looking um, for something that will give me that sort of satisfaction. Well, and it's not so much about the job giving us satisfaction because we, we don't want to source our happiness or satisfaction from external things. It's mm-hmm. really more about you giving yourself permission to go after what you want. I'm always making excuses. Right. Right. Okay. From an excuse to settle for a job you don't want to eat potato chips instead of broccoli for dinner. Mm-hmm. And so this, this saboteur that's coming out is sort of just a reaction to you not giving yourself freedom, like true freedom. So you're looking for freedom in rebellious ways. See, when people feel free to be themselves, they, they don't rebel. Does that make sense? Is that because they don't, is that because they don't feel restricted? restricted in any way? Exactly. Yeah. Anytime we feel in any way restricted and being raised in a strict household will do this. Any way that we feel anytime restricted, the part of us that doesn't feel free will look for any way it can to rebel. That makes so much sense. So for you, Jessica, this is really so much about defining what true freedom means to you. And part of that means being authentically self-expressed. And part of that means giving yourself permission to make choices that could, quote unquote, be risky. Mm -hmm. But that are at the heart of what you truly want. Because otherwise you'll just 
keep trying to satiate that need for rebellion and freedom by sabotaging yourself through whatever behaviors you're engaging in. And it's just, it'll just continue to be a loop. So is it sort of linked in the sense that maybe I'm not risking, um, you know, in my career, and so I'm rebelling through my health and fitness choices? Are they, can they be linked like that? It absolutely is linked. And it's not so much that you're not risking, it's that you're not, you don't feel free. We See, it's hard for any of us to feel free when we're not living in alignment with what we really want. When we're not living in alignment and honoring what we want, we feel constricted. It feels like prison. So it really is acknowledging who you are. See, I get the mm-hmm. sense that you've been told who you are your whole life, and that's become your identity. Um, I, yeah, I, I've, I've always been the good, yeah. the good one. It's like, oh, Jessica, you're so smart. You're so good. You're so this. Da, right. da, da, da. Like, and, and all those things can be true, but you're also fiery and feisty and intuitive and creative and, and messy and like all these things that, that I think you've repressed, suppressed, and you've become the version of yourself that you've been told you have to be. And there's just this part of you that wants to break out of this prison. I do feel that. Absolutely. I've always been the one to do the right thing, even if it wasn't what I wanted because that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and yeah. And, and you know, integrity is a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. but, but doing, but integrity does not mean being a pushover. Integrity is not being a people pleaser, you know, and what's right by societal standards or whatever, isn't always what's true or what's most honest or what's most authentic or what's most loving. That's true. So it's like making choices that aren't right, but making choices that are true and honest and authentic. That makes a lot of sense. So for you, this is going to come down to having the courage to free yourself, really, and start making what you may feel like are selfish choices, but they're really self-honoring choices. And yeah, I have a really hard time with that because one of my ex-husband's favorite things to say to me was that I was selfish. And so every time I make a decision, I stop and I think, is this being selfish? You know, I want to do this, but is it, is it selfish? And that stops me more times than not. And let me ask Uh, you this. If if you and I were friends, we knew each other. And I was having a really a, a tough time with something, and I really needed advice from someone that you know really is tuned in, gives great advice, is, has high integrity. Would you say, Christine, go call my ex-husband. He's usually always correct. He has great discernment and amazing advice and really lives an incredible life. Would you tell me to go call him? No. My okay. ex-husband? Yeah, your ex-husband. Oh, no. Gosh, no. Okay. Why? Because his words to me was a reflection of himself. There you go. So why do you choose to believe them? If you can see now that there's no way you'd ever tell your friend to go to him for advice, why are you letting words he said be your truth? Yeah, because I lived with that for 10 years. It's hard to, uh, to break away from that. 
It's only hard if you continue to tell yourself it's hard. If you really get that he, again, like what you just said to me, so you're very wise. You just said what he was saying was just a reflection of, of how he feels about himself. Mm-hmm. It's just a projection, right? Mm-hmm. So give, give that back to him. Okay. Truly divorce him because you're not fully divorced if you're still carrying around his belief systems. He said what he said. It's your responsibility for taking it on. It's not his fault. That's true, yeah. So this is, again, this is another way you're not free. You're still in the prison of a marriage by continuing to carry around old stories. Wow. So you're only 34 years old. Only, yes. Only. That is not old. You've got a major opportunity. (laughs) It's not, again, story, 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 story. True, true. You've got a major opportunity here to start freeing yourself, to start liberating yourself, to start fully stepping into who you are. Being a good girl, doing all those things, it served you. It had its purpose. Keep your integrity, keep your honesty, keep your love, keep all those things. But let go of the people-pleasing. Let go of the taking on what other people tell you. And let go of rebelling and sabotaging yourself as a way to feel free. If you start honoring your desires, like your true heartfelt desires, because the desire for fast food is not a heartfelt desire. That's an ego-based desire because some part of our soul is hungry. Mm-hmm. You've got to start feeding your soul. So tell me one thing, just one step, one step you could take to start to free yourself. Like an actual thing to do? Mm-hmm. Like the first thing that popped into my head was to go back to school. Mm-hmm. To get into something that I truly want to do, regardless Beautiful. of what people say or how much money it makes or something that um, honors my heart's desire. I love it. So what would be the first action step toward that? Would it be taking the MCATs, filling out an application? What would be something you can really commit to that's tangible here? Um, I think it would be... Um, I, well, actually, it's it's funny that you bring this up. I I have an appointment in a month or two um, to go to like an information meeting at a university. Great for one of their master's programs. Great. I Great. just have to remember not to use any scary information as an excuse to not move forward. What would be scary information? Um, you know, it's going to take two to three years to complete. Again, I I feel, again, my story, I feel like 34 is old and the idea of waiting until I'm 37, 38 to even start a new career um, seems like forever. But again, I now after talking to you, I realize that that's not truth. Right. And P.S. Do you want to feel the way you felt at the beginning of this call when you're 70? No. 
So in the scheme of things, and the thing is, here's the thing, Jessica, don't forget this. Yeah, you may not start working in it for three to four years or whatever, but you're going to be in school and you're going to be learning and you're going to be taking those steps toward it. This is what we all forget. We're so outcome addicted in this society. You'll start to feel satiated just by moving toward it. You know, an artist, when, when they make a song or make a painting, they, it's not like once the painting is up or the sound is recorded that they feel amazing. It's the process of doing it. So please don't think this doesn't begin for three to four years. This begins now. This begins the moment you decide. That's true. I never thought about it that way. And I want to set an example for my son that yes. you can do what you what you want, not what you have to do. Yes. Yes. You want him to grow up in a household that isn't necessarily strict, but is a household that's full of love, of true authentic freedom, and is safe for him to be fully who he is. Very true. Give that gift to yourself, and then you naturally give it to him. Was this helpful, Jessica? Very. Uh, it's it's gone in a completely different direction than I thought at the beginning, but um, yeah, this is incredibly helpful, and it's uh, I think exactly what I needed to hear at this moment. Beautiful. Well, please take some action steps and follow up with me, and let me know how you're doing. I will. And go for it. You know, go for it. Don't be the good girl. Be you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so lots to break down after this session with Jessica. First, let, let's talk about the rebel and the saboteur. You know, like I explained to Jessica, if we've been suppressed, perhaps we had a strict family or just out of fear of being judged or just really not knowing how to express ourselves because it wasn't nurtured or cultivated or having a memory of, you know, expressing ourselves, being told we were wrong or too much. You know, a lot of people have that, like they remember being fully expressed at one point in their life and they were told to be quiet or be good or you're too much. And so, you just shut down. You just start stifling it and you start to experience restriction. And the way it works inside is that on some level, we're always trying to achieve balance. So if we feel suppressed or constricted or restricted on some level, then on another level, we're going to try to balance it out by rebelling and engaging in sabotaging behavior. Everything from doing things that don't promote our health and well-being to being downright risky you know, now I'm not against taking risks. I, I believe in taking leaps of faith and getting out of our comfort zone and taking risks. It's an important part of our growth. But when we're taking a risk, we've got to look at the origin. Are you taking a risk because you're reacting to something? Like you feel held back and so you just want to go engage in risky, crazy behavior as an outlet? Or is it an intuitive risk like, oh my gosh, like I really want to go back to school like it was in Jessica's case? Or, oh my gosh, I really want to like make an online dating profile or whatever that risky thing is. That's coming from an intuitive place. That's coming from a proactive place. That's not coming from a reactive place. So that's the difference. Now, the other thing about the saboteur is it also connects to issues of self-worth. 
So I see many times people start to get what they want and then they start to freak out and sabotage it. I have a friend who got married and was in this amazing relationship and she wanted it for a very, very long time, her whole life. But three months in, she's starting to criticize and nitpick her husband and create distance because there was a part of her that was just freaked out. Why do we freak out when we get what we want? Well, it ties to issues of self-worth. If we don't believe we're worthy and deserving, then when we start to get those dreams, we start to question them. So my strong, strong encouragement to you today is to really, really know you are worthy and you are deserving of your dreams so that when they do start to manifest, you don't freak out and sabotage them. Next, let's shift back to the topic of freedom for a moment and about being fully, fully self-expressed. I really want you to think about what being fully self-expressed looks like in your life. A lot of times we create our identity based on what we've been told. Like in Jessica's case, you're good, you're smart, you're responsible, whatever it is. But there's a lot more to you than meets the eye. And I mean the eyes of other people. Don't let other people's definition of you become your identity. What are those parts inside of you that need to come out and need to be more self-expressed? So stop carrying around other people's definition of you and create your own. And when it comes to taking actions about being self-expressed, it's not about being self-absorbed or making selfish choices. It's about alignment and redefining your shoulds and your right thing. To me, shoulds and right thing, a better way to say that is it's all about truth and love. Are you telling the truth? Are you coming from a place of love? Even if people don't agree or don't like what you're saying, are you coming from a place of love? Is there no againstness? And are you telling the truth? Are you being honest? Do you have integrity? If so, your side of the street is clean. And that's the risky thing in being fully self-expressed. Other people may not like it, but do you want to be imprisoned by other people's opinions or do you want to be free? So some assignments for you before we sign off for today. First of all, I want you to get really honest about your rebel, your inner rebel. We all have one. Write out what is your rebel? What what does that part of you do? How does it act? What behaviors does it engage in? And then next, I want you to write out your definition of freedom. And when I give you these assignments, you guys, don't just think them. Really write them out. You'll get far more bang for your buck if you write these things out. So write out what it means to be free. What does it look like? What do you create? What does it feel like? What do you act like? And after you get that, next write down ways you are not free. Ways you restrict yourself. You know, sometimes we rebel and sometimes we restrict ourselves. So how do you imprison yourself? And next, ways that you could be authentically self-expressed. Just start brainstorming. What would it look like if you were fully, fully you? If you stopped worrying about being, quote unquote, too much and you were just you? And finally, what is at least one tangible action step you can take towards being more authentically self-expressed and consequently freedom? So in Jessica's case, it was going to that orientation meeting. What is one tangible action step you can do, an outward action step, not a thought, but an action step in physical world reality that you can take. 
because there's got to be some outward manifestation of this commitment to be more free. Otherwise, the rebel will keep leading instead of that authentically self-expressed part. Oh, so deep breath. I know that was a lot and I get really, really passionate about freedom. It's my greatest wish for each of you that you feel free, free to be you because the authentic, real, raw you is absolutely perfect and beautiful and powerful. So don't waste another minute not being you. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.